This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we're on a series this month on amazing love. And I'm telling you, love has everything to do with it. Amen? Like I said in my first um, session uh, with that singer, you know, what does love have to do with it? Love has to do with everything. Tina Turner. And love has to do with everything. And then, of course, she says, who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? But God can heal our broken hearts. And so we got we got to learn to trust again. We got to learn to love again. We got to we got to learn to love. Amen. I'm going to say this, that our walk in Christ is a learning walk. It's not something that is just downloaded. You know, we just don't you know, the fruit is not just downloaded in. We got to bear fruit. We got to bear the fruit of love, peace, joy, patience, goodness, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, and self-control. Amen. Don't ask me to say that five times fast. Amen. And uh, we got to bear that kind of fruit. Amen. But it, it, it's learning. You have to learn uh, to walk in faith. Amen. And so today I, I'm going to talk to you about amazing love and and uh, the power of communication. And you know, uh, I really believe this life is relationship driven. And what I mean by that is that, you know, our life is, you know, as, as Christians, our life is, is driven with our relationship with the Lord. We, our, our life should be, you know, we should have a ongoing relationship with God. Amen. And then we need to have a ongoing relationship with others in the body of Christ. And none of us are islands unto ourselves. We need each other. I preach that every week. Amen. And uh, praise God. And then God is a God of variety. And I love that because this church is a church of variety, all different types of people. Amen. And that's the way heaven's going to be. Amen. Not just one type of person. Amen. And uh, I love that. So let's look at Romans 12 and uh, verse two. This is a new living translation because we want our we want our relationships not to be done the way the world does the relationships. We want to do it the way God wants us to do relationships. Amen? And in Romans 12 and 2, it says here on the New Living Translation, don't copy the behavior or, or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we don't want to take on the mottos of the world. We don't want to, you know, like me, before I got saved, it was like every man for himself, right? Look out for number one because nobody's going to look out for you, right? And so that's kind of the way the world looks at it. But, you know, uh, you know the, the kingdom operates totally different than the world system because the kingdom says look out for each other, amen? And it's not about selfishness, it's about selflessness, can I, can I get an amen today? Amen. And so we're talking about today uh, uh, the power of communication. And, you know, I'm going to say this. The devil's always trying to attack relationships. See, the devil knows if, if a kingdom's divided, it cannot stand. So, so the power is in unity. And the Bible says in Psalms 133 where, where there's unity, there's the commanded blessing. So if there's... If there's you know, if, you, if there's uh, uh, problems in a relationship, if, if the enemy's trying to cause problems in a relationship um, and cause division, then, then he's going he's gonna to try, try to 
take us down. Amen. He's going to try to keep us. The devil's going to try to keep us from walking in abundant life. An abundant life is, you know, is fruitful relationships with the father and with each other. Amen. And so and so we're looking at this. And last week we talked about uh, the power of commitment and that we need to stay committed no matter what it looks like. Amen. No matter how hard it gets in your relationship or how hard it gets, even sometimes we, we, we deal with trials and tribulations, no matter how, keep holding on to the unchanging hand of Jesus. Don't let go of Jesus, whatever you do. Amen. So we did talk about commitment. I like what it says in Jeremiah 31, 3. It said, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. So, so God's love, it's amazing love. And he says here that, that he loves us with an everlasting love. I love that. And that, that he draws us by his kindness. And I'm telling you, when, when, when God got me into the kingdom, I, I wasn't living my life for God. But thank God, I, he, 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 he looked past my weaknesses, he looked past my sins, and he brought me in. And he looked past each one of your sins, and he brought you into his kingdom, and, and he has marked you for greatness. you believe that today? And so I love that. I love what it says in Deuteronomy 31.8, talking about commitment. As the Lord, he is the one who goes before you, he will be with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you, nor do not fear, nor be dismayed. So we see here that, that God is with us. And again, anytime that we're dealing with any kind of trials or tribulation, we always wonder if God is with us. And, and here he says he is with us. He's for us. And, um, and he will help us. Amen. I like what it says in Philippians 1.6. Be confident in this very thing, talking about commitment, God's commitment to us. That be confident in this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. I love that. God that, that started a work in us. Think about that. Even though, you see, I always like to say it this way. It's not how you start this walk in Christ. It's how you end. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And make sure you're in, you're, you end your life serving God. Amen. It's not you, you may start off a little wobbly. You may, you know, you may slip and fall sometimes. The Bible talks about a good man could fall seven times. How many people messed up since you've been walking with Christ? We got four, four honest people in the church. No, I'm kidding. We got five, six. Amen. Each one of us, none of us are perfect. Amen. But thank God we serve a perfect God and we serve a merciful God. We serve a loving God. Amen. And I'm telling you, the, the Bible actually says that we should, you know, when we're examining, you know, the Bible says examine yourself. You know, we want to make sure we examine ourselves in the faith. But the Bible says always look to every good thing that God has deposited in us, not every bad thing that we walk in. In other words, we should always look at the good things that God has put in us. In other words, don't focus on the bad things in your life. Focus on the good things. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You're going to be a much happier person when you're focusing on the good things that God has deposited on the inside of you. Amen. And uh, when, you, when you do that, then, then your faith will go higher. Amen. Our part to commitment 
is Hebrews. So, so God's part that he's committed to us, but then we need to be committed to God. And I'm just giving you a little recap of last week. I'm not going to, uh, it's just a couple more um, scriptures here. And then we'll go into the message. But in Hebrews 3.14, our part, it says, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to what? The end. So here, our part is that we need to hold uh, our confidence in God steadfast to win the end. Amen. In other words, like I said just earlier, uh, that it's not how we begin, it's how we end. And make sure that we're ending in confidence with God, that we have confidence that God is with us. I like, I like what it says in Revelation 3, 10 and 11. And this is, we're, st- we're still talking about staying committed. From last week's message, I'm just recapping a little bit. But in staying committed, God has his part, but we have our part. Know this is not all God. Amen. It's God in us working together, right? So so the responsibility of God keeping us, he he has that part, but we have a part of staying with him. Isn't that right? So, so here in Revelation, I, and I title this, Staying Committed Keeps Us Rapture Ready. Amen. Because you know what? Jesus is coming back. And I'm telling you, I want to stay. I want, I want to be like the five virgins with our oil filled. Amen. I, I, I want to keep my oil filled. And I want to make sure that I'm still walking with God every day. Reading my Bible and praying and staying in, 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 walking in truth and the light of God's word. Amen. And so here in Revelation, talk about our part of commitment. It says here, because you have kept my commandment to persevere. He's talking about one church. I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. And, and, and I, I see that as being the tribulation. Amen. Uh, I am coming quickly. And then he says, hold fast what you have that no one take your crown. Think about that. So, so if, if, if there's a possibility of somebody taking your crown, right? Your crown of life. Uh, taking your crown. In other words, taking the, the, the rewards that God has for you. If there's a possibility, you need to hold fast. You need to keep holding on. Are you here? I know I'm, I'm driving the point pretty strong this morning, but maybe I'm preaching to the choir this morning. You guys are here, amen? And, uh, and, so, and so we need to uh, hold fast what we have that no one takes a crown. Why? Because the enemy wants to steal from us. Amen. He wants to destroy our relationships. He wants to destroy our health, the devil. He wants to destroy our finances. So the devil, he wants to destroy everything about our life. But it's God that wants to puts us on top. He wants to put us on top in our relationships and our, and our health and our finances. Amen. So we see here we got to hold fast. And my last scripture is, it's in Ephesians and it talks about that we got to keep standing. So we're ta- I'm talking to you today about, about, you know, being committed to God. And being committed, even when we've done all, keep standing. So I'm going to say this to you this morning. You might be going through a trial in your life. You might be dealing with some issues. But keep standing on the Word of God. Because if you keep standing, the Word of God will become true in your life. It will transform your life. It will make it into a beautiful place. Do you believe that today? 
God is taking what your, your life could look like a Picasso painting. You know, that was, Picasso is kind of all out there, right? I guess. And he can make it all in order. Amen. He can, he can take a messed up life and put it back together. You believe that today? So let's go in. That's, that's my little appetizer for this morning. We'll go into the, 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 the message. So today I'm talking to you about the power of communication and how communication is so powerful in, in relationships. And there are four levels of communication. Number one, there's surface communication. And these are cliches on how, how you are doing, like how are you doing? Fine. Uh, sometimes, we, you know, when you have this type of communication, us guys, what we do when we see another guy, uh, sometimes we just nod. Right? That's what we do. We nod. I say, how are you? I'm doing good. Right? Uh, sometimes when, you know, sometimes I text my brother, how are you doing? And he'll text me a little thumbs up. <laughs> right? You know, I'm like, well, I kind of wanted a little bit more than that, but, but I got a thumbs up. Now, you got to be careful with the thumbs up because in some countries that means something different. It doesn't mean you're doing good. <laughs> in some countries that thumbs up means, uh, I won't go there, but you, you, can, you, can, you can imagine what that could mean. It, 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 it's, not, it's not a good expression, amen? But in America, it's Fonzie, thumbs up, right? So that's the first surface of communication. The second is general information, passing information or details of what you're going to do that day. You know, we do that a lot of times. I'm, I'm going to go work out, you know? Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, on Instagram or whatever, you're taking pictures of your food, you know what I'm saying? You kind of explain what you're eating, right? <laughs> Uh, I think uh, uh, Letty went out to uh, breakfast with, um, with her daughter, Destiny, and they put it on Facebook. And I'm telling you, I, I, man, that food looked amazing. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, but the beehive or something, they have like uh, the poached eggs. and Man, amazing. We need to close down church early and go there right now. But, um, <laughs> but uh, details of what you do every day. And, and that's kind of what we do sometimes as husbands and wives. We just tell, you tell hey, I'm going to go out to the store. I'm going to get this. And then the third type of communication is deep feelings. And th- this is when you're transparent with your relationships. This is when you start getting a little deeper. Maybe when you're dating somebody and you start letting them know how you feel about them. Amen. And then, and then and that's deep feelings. And then you got deep needs. And that's when you express your needs with, with other people. And, you know, uh, you know I, I believe this, that, that, that a woman's deepest need is to be loved. Can I get an amen on for the ladies here? And uh, a, a woman's deepest need is to be loved. Uh, women say, yeah, that's right. I don't know about that. I just want the money in the bank account. Amen. She better work hard for the money, right? And uh, uh, make sure I'm taken care of. And... Um, but, uh, and then a man's deepest need is to be honored and respected. That's, that's, and that's according to the scriptures, because it says in Ephesians, uh, Paul is talking to those that are married, and he says in Ephesians 5, 25 through 33, he says, husbands, love your wives, right? Just as Christ has loved the church. So he's exhorting the husbands to love your wives, because husbands can love a lot of things beside their wives. We can love our careers, we can love the weights, working out. We can love our hobbies. We, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But, but we need to love our spouses. Amen. Can, ladies that are married, get a, can I get an amen on that? And so, you know, he says here, as, as, you know, love, love our spouses, love our wives as, as Christ uh, loves the church. And, you know, God and Christ loves the church. 
And then I'm going to, it says here, so husbands ought to love their wives, I'm just going down, as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So he goes again and says to, to us, Paul is saying, uh, go, you know, love your wives again. And he keeps reiterating. And then, uh, then he says it again at the end. Nevertheless, let each one of you be particularly love his own wife. He says it again for the third time. Because I think men, we can get caught up again in our careers and put in, put in, you know, that before our family. Are you hearing what I say today? But family, you know, spouse needs to be first. Amen. God first, then your wife, then you. Amen. And your family, glory to God. Can I get an amen? So, so, so what, what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to destroy our relationships. He's trying to get us in division. He's trying to keep us, you know, not in, in unity. Amen. And, and when you're in unity, that's where the blessing is. When disunity is, there's every evil work. And so we need to be very careful of that. Four barriers of communication. And this is a very practical message this morning. Uh, number one is that, that when we get hurt in a relationship, we withdraw. Uh, in other words, uh, we, we stop communicating or we give the silent treatment. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Anybody ever been there? You, you've been hurt. And then you, 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 you ever heard that term clam up? They clammed up, you know, and uh, I'm a talker myself. And I know one person said when a when a when a woman gets silent, she's angry. When a man gets silent, he just he's just thinking, you know, but uh, uh, but uh, because men don't talk that much, you know, men talk a lot less than ladies. Ladies are communicators. Is that right? Us men, we like to grunt a lot. <laughs> right, hey, man, we grunt a lot. Uh, mm, yeah, and uh, and so, but some men are communicative. When I get upset, I get quiet. Too. I'm a talker, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm a talker. And some of you men are t- any men out here are talkers? Okay, good. We got some talk. And you know, when you get angry, you clam up too, because you're a talker. So you just you just quiet down. You get quiet. Amen. And uh, and so we need to be very careful. Uh, that we don't we don't withdraw uh, into a shell, and that's what the enemy wants us to do: is to withdraw. In Proverbs eighteen one, it says, "A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire, and he rages against all wise judgment." So we don't want to isolate ourselves. One of the things when we're uh, under any kind of attack or any kind of uh, depression in our life, it makes us want to hide. We know Elijah that you know he dealt with depression in his life in the Old Testament. Uh, Elijah, and uh, remember that he, he, he did some powerful things and, and um, he set up an altar and remember there was two altars and there, there were the, the, the people of Baal that was serving the, you know, the, the, the false prophets and, and he ended up doing these mighty miracles and then Jezebel that was in charge and King Ahab, Jezebel said, I was gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill you tomorrow. Remember, uh, remember uh, Elijah ran and remember he hid. And I'm telling you that, that that's sometimes that what we want to do is when we're encountering problems, we want to hide. But I'm going to say this. Don't ever hide from God. In other words, always get in the presence of God. Amen. Number two, uh, what happens when we're dealing with problems, uh, escalation arises and, and it, it moves into heated communication. Have you ever said anything that you regretted? Have you ever said anything to your spouse that you wish you didn't say? Have you ever said anything? Because, you, because you, it's hard to take back words. Amen. That's why we need to be quick to hear. Quick, you know, uh, slow to speak and slow to wrath. So we need to be very careful that we're, not, we're just not saying 
off the top of a head how we're feeling. Don't let your emotions control you. Be careful and you got to be quick to, to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. Uh, you know, because, because uh, it says here in Proverbs 15, 18, a hot-tempered person starts fights, a cool-tempered person stops them. I like what it says in Proverbs 15, 1. And uh, it says in Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, harsh words stirs up anger. I remember that I was, uh, I was renting a, some kind of truck for the church, and I pulled in. I think I, I barely nipped a, a person's car. And, uh, and the lady got out. She started yelling at me. And I was like, oh, man. And I just, I'm sorry. It's all my fault. You know, I, I just was like, man, I'm, I apologize. And you know what? She let, she let it go. Why? Because I was very apologetic. I was soft-spoken. I said, I'm sorry. That's my fault. Oh, my Lord. You know, and uh, it's amazing. Just, just a little bit of humility goes a long way. And she, she, I think she just got that car, but she said, oh, it's all right, you know, and she just got in her car and left. And I said, thank God. Amen. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Thank God. Amen. That was God's grace. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, even an apology goes a long way. Just saying you're sorry goes a long way. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Just apologize. But, pastor, it's not my fault, you know. Yeah, it might not be your fault, you know. It may not, but... Sometimes you just, just need to let it go. Sometimes you just need to apologize, you know. Maybe, you just, maybe there's just a misunderstanding. A lot of times in, 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 in arguments, it's, all, it, it's, a, it's a breakdown of communication. Have you ever noticed that? When you get in an argument because you misunderstood what that person said, and you thought that person meant something different, and so you, you took that and, and, you, and you interpret it differently. Are you hear what I'm saying today? And then what happens is then we get upset, when we interpret, you know, they interpret it differently. Oh, man. And so, and so we got to be very, very careful that, that we're not, you know, just flying off the handle. Amen. Uh, what happens is we, the, the third type of uh, a barrier is that we, we start belittle, belittling each other. And I'm going to say this. Don't belittle each other. Amen. Uh, you know, if don't be uh, husbands, don't be calling your wives dumb because you're the one that asked her to marry you. So if you're if she's dumb, you're double dumb. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? Today? You're the one that said, "Will you will you will you marry me? I want you to, all my life." And he's he's saying, "My wife's dumb." No, you're double dumb because you married her. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So don't be belittling your spouse because your spouse will become what you think of them. People, it's not just your spouse. We've got singles here too. People will become what you think of them, what you talk about them. They will become in your eyes. And so we want to make sure, and we've got to think about this, that people are made in the image of God. And, and, they, and, and people are valuable. And, and people are precious to God. And so we've got to get a revelation of that. And so and James, I'm telling you, it's very easy to complain. It's very easy to belittle. It, 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 that's an easy thing to do. And James 5, 9 says, Do not complain against one another, believers, so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge is standing at the door. So we don't want to be complaining. It's easy to complain. It's easy. That, what's, the old, what's that old cliche? Complain and you will remain. Right? Praised, praised and you will be what? Raised. Amen? Amen. Well, praise God. We'll continue. Uh, number four. 
Number four, barrier. Amen. False beliefs. We start believing things about a person that's not really true. You know, what the, the enemy wants to set up a whole, you know, thing. I remember that uh, I was invited to a, uh, a, a conference. And, um, and this was when I was back out in Wichita. And I was, and, you know, I, I didn't really know a lot of people. And I was, I was just started attending a church over there because I was headed over to Oklahoma to go to Bible school. And I remember that I, I connected with a guy at the church and, and I said, hey, do you mind if we hook together and, and stay in a room together? Because, you know, save money. I was always looking at saving money. Um, and, uh, and the guy said, yeah. And when I got there, that guy that, that, I, that I set up, you know, I saw him at the meeting. But he was with somebody else, another guy that he was hanging out with. And I'm like, man, I got ditched. And, you know, I started thinking all these things, right? And while I was in the meeting and then, you know, man, he, he, he has somebody else that, that he's probably rooming with. But, but finally, you know, I was thinking, but they were raising their hands and praising the Lord. I said, well, they must love God. And, uh, you know, because you're thinking, you can think negative. And then I remember going up to them and said, hey, listen, are we still on? To hang out? He said, oh, and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't even see you. We're, we're going to room. And, 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 and this guy's going to room, too, uh, in the same hotel room. I said, great. And they ended up paying for the room. Think about that. And I was thinking kind of negative things, you know, thinking they don't like me. I was I'd be in the third will. And so what the enemy will try to do is he will try to get us to have false beliefs about people and things and all that. And we need to be very careful. And so we don't want to be judged lest we're judged. Amen. Uh, we don't want to condemn lest we'll be condemned. Uh, we don't want to be doing that. We want to make sure that we're speaking good of people. Amen. Um, uh, let's just quickly, let's just talk about the power of words because in communication, our words are everything. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. I'm going to say it again. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And so we need to say it, you know, you know, we need to say it with love. Amen. Uh, you know, and, and, and so, and that, that's how people receive. People don't receive when you, when you're hard on them. Amen. It's hard to receive when, when, you, when, you're, when you're belittling them and you're hard on them. Amen. In Proverbs 18, 21, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So, so our, our words are powerful and they have the power to frame our wor- world. Amen. Because, you know, it says in Genesis that, that God spoke the earth into existence. He said, let there be light and there's light. And so we know that God creates everything by the word of his power. And you create everything by words yourself. And you can create things by words and you can destroy things by words. And so we need to be very careful with our words and we need to make sure that we're speaking the right words and speaking the right things. Amen. And we know this, this faith principle that that um, that's in Romans 4, 17 and this is uh, Abraham. It says this, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. So in your words, if your relationships are going to get better, you need to start speaking that it's going to get better. In your words, you need to start calling forth those things that be not as though they were. You need to start using a faith principle here that, that even though it may be strained, it's getting better. In Jesus' name. Is this helping anybody today? And, and you also want to focus on the good points of people and not the bad points. Focus on the good things 
of people and not the bad things. There was this one sinner that died, and he was one of the worst sinners in town, and the preacher was there, and, uh, and, and as, as, as people were walking by the casket, you know, some people were being negative, the preacher said, and he was a positive preacher, he said, at least he had nice hair. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, you know, he was just trying to find something positive. He was a real rat fink, but, uh, you know, he was a terrible person, right? But at least he had nice hair. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, you can always find something to be positive, but, but it's easy to, to find something negative. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So I love this in First Peter, because how many people want to see good days? How many people want to have good, not bad days? I don't want bad days. I want good days. And it says here uh, in 1 Peter 3.10, and this is coming out of the Old Testament. It says, for he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. So we see here that we need to see good days. We need to refrain our tongue from evil. And and when we think about evil, you know, I'm going to say this. When the Israelites talked about how bad it was in the desert, when they were coming, you know, in the Old Testament, and they kept talking about how bad it was, God said their complaining was an evil report. So I'm going to say this, that our complaining in God's eyes can become an evil report in his eyes. In other words, we don't want to be complaining about life. No, we, you know, the Bible talks about that, that the will of God is to give thanks in all things. Not for all, not for, not, not in all things, not for all things. You don't give thanks to God because, you know, you're, you just got a, into a car accident, but you give thanks to God that you didn't die in that car accident. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You give thanks to God that, praise God, that you have insurance. But pastor, I don't have insurance. Okay, that's another story. Uh, uh, Are you hearing what I'm saying? You give thanks to God. You, you You praise God. You know, James says, count it all joy. That's one of the hardest things you can do when you're dealing with stuff. So I'm going to give you seven key ways. I'm going to make this quick. Seven key ways to communicate to enhance your relationships. You ready for this? You ready? Get locked and loaded. Get your pens ready. Give sincere compliment to people. Find something positive to say to somebody. Always look for a sincere... That's a door opener in helping people, even if you're witnessing. Give a sincere... If they're they're wearing a jersey of a football team, you know, that you don't care for. Amen? Amen. You know, don't focus on that. Amen? Just let them know you love football too. Glory to God. Amen? Amen? You don't have to be focused on the negative. So, so here, uh, give sincere comment. A, uh, in Proverbs 25, 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples, amen, of gold in settings of silver. What does that mean, Pastor? I don't know. It just sounds good for this message. <laughs> it means it's a, it's a beautiful picture. It, it, it means that, you know, that, that when your words, when you have a, a compliment, it opens people's hearts. And it get, I remember the lady. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you this story? I, I just got back from church. It was Sunday night. And, and back then, I, you know, they, some people say I dressed pretty good now. Back then, I dressed like in a whole suit. I didn't wear the jeans. 
but I was wearing this. I'm just to the nines. You know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and I remember I was wearing this suit, you know, I had my tie on, everything. And I, I, man, I was coming home from church and I, and I thought, I got to have a do- piece of chocolate. I, any chocolate lovers out here? And have you ever get a chocolate attack? You got to have a piece of cho- chocolate. Now, I know that. Some say, ladies love chocolate. Men love chocolate too, you know. I, mean, I love chocolate, man. And, uh, and, uh, and I just needed to get, I just w- wanted to get a piece of chocolate, you know. And I like dark chocolate. They say dark chocolate is good for the heart, amen. And so, you know, so it's, it's very, very healthy for you, amen. And not that milk chocolate, so it's watered down with milk. But we'll continue that. And so, uh, and I remember I went to 7-Eleven, and I'm standing in line with my chocolate bar. And there's this lady behind me, and she smells like smoke, and, uh, you know, she, you know she, she's a smoker. And so I was like, what's that smell? And she's behind me. I said, okay. And uh, she, I think she just got back from a bar. And she, and she looked at me, she said, man, don't you look nice. And I said, wow, well, thank you. And that made me want to witness to her. <laughs> Are you here? I said, you look nice today. I said, man, that makes me want to witness you. And I said, I said and, and at that time I was preaching and I was teaching the church faith. And I was teaching the church to keep saying this year will be one of the best years of your life. Say that. This year will be one of the best years of my life. And I said to her, I said, you know what? I believe this year will be one of the best years of your life. And she said, you really believe that? I said, yeah, I believe that. God's going to, because you just complimented me, you know. Uh, you pump my ego up. Glory to God. And, uh, and I said, you know, I said, this year. And so as we were walking out, she paid for whatever she bought. And we're walking out. She said, I just got in a car accident. And I said, you know what? I said, God can turn your life around. And as I started talking to her, I said, you know what? I, I said, I said, you know what you need? I said, you just need Jesus. And it was almost like we were in our own conversation. And, and people were walking by, but we were like in that zone. You ever been in that zone in a conversation? Everybody's walking by, but you don't hear anybody. And I started talking to her about Jesus. And, and all of a sudden, I found myself leading her in a prayer, getting her saved in the parking lot. Oh, thank heaven for 7-Eleven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And she got saved. She came to church and, and she got and she started coming to church and God started doing amazing things. Right now she's in the ministry. Are you she's in the ministry? I saw her years later and she's leading some ministry. And I and I, I couldn't rec- I didn't even recognize her. She she looked good dressed up. I mean, she cleans up well. Amen. And I was like, I, I said, who are you? She said, don't you remember me? I said, oh, yeah, that's right. It's a 7-Eleven lady. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And what am I saying to you today? A sincere compliment can open the doors to you don't know what it can open the doors to, to, to amazing things. Uh, I'm going to say this, uh, that, that you got to have, uh, have thankful words, show gratitude with people. Always show gratitude with people. Uh, I already mentioned this scripture, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Number three, uh, have open, express affection for people. Amen. In other words, you know, one person said you need at least one hug a day just to be normal. And I'm telling you, people need love. And sometimes, you know, I'm going to say this. If you're married, hug your wife every once in a while. Uh, Sit with your wife in church. Amen. Sit beside, hold her hand. 
Amen. Give some love every once in a while. Us men, you know, we, we, we already, you know, we already closed the deal. We now ne- the next venture, right? <laughs> Is that the way us men are? We already closed that deal. No, you got to keep closing that deal. Are you here? If you want to stay married. Amen. Are you here what I'm saying to you? I got a name in there. Thank you very much. So open express affection. Uh, you know, when Jesus was ministering, you know, he was ministering. And then it's in Matthew 8, 1, 3, where the leopard and the leopards, you know, they, they had a, you know, they're, they're, they had a problem with leprosy. Where, where the skin would rot away. It was really terrible. And they were considered unclean. And Jesus, the, the leopard started crying out to Jesus, Jesus, you know, have mercy on me, right? And, uh, and, uh, and so Jesus came up and touched him and, and healed him, glory to God. And, and he wasn't used to being touched. People need a touch. You know, us men, you know, I give a handshake and kind of a half hug, you know, kind of a bump. Sometimes you give that chest bump, you know. I never done that, but but I, you know you know I give a you know hey man how's doing and I kind of you know kind of knock him a little bit, you know and just to show you know hey man you know amano amano amen, glory to God. So you know you can give some love even toward men. You can give love you know a, a good firm handshake, amen. Not a not a cold fish, amen. We'll continue. And um, talk about a handshake, glory to God. Uh, give encouragement. Give encouragement. Ephesians says, do not let any unwholesome talk, talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So, so we want to give encouragement. We want to have wholesome talk comes out of our mouths. We, we want to build people up and not tear people down. Amen. We want to walk in kindness. You know, we need to look at people, you know, and, and their foreheads. It should say, you know, fragile handle with care. People are sensitive. And so we want to walk kindness. You know, uh, it says in Romans 12, 10, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. And Ephesians says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Number six, speak the truth in love. We need to speak the truth in love. Amen. So, you know, sometimes some people need the truth but they need it in love. We are here, you know, I preached a message one time, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. We're supposed to be looking out for one another. You know, it was Cain that said that to God when he killed his brother. Am I my brother's keeper? Man, you low life. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, you need to look out. He killed his brother because he was jealous of his brother and then he ended up, you know, walking away from God. Amen? So we need to see that. So we need to speak the truth in love. And so number seven, uh, be an authentic person and a person of prayer. In other words, when you're an authentic person or a transparent person, you're honest with your own weaknesses towards others. Hello. Amen. Can I talk to anybody today? You are honest with your own weaknesses with people. And, and when you're honest, it's called testimony. That's, that's why we give testimonies. We let people know we're going through some stuff. That we're not Teflon all the time. That we're not super people all the time. That we are dealing with stuff. But when we're authentic people, we, we, can, we can reveal some stuff that we're going through. But, but, and, and we can allow the love of God to work and heal us. Amen. Through that. In James 5.16 it says this. And it's, it's actually exhorted by James the Apostle. Confess your trespasses to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer 
of a righteous man avails much. So I'm going to say this. There's healing in confession. There's healing in revealing your heart to people. There's healing in revealing your heart to your spouse. Amen. There's healing in revealing your heart to other people in the church and let them know what you're dealing with and what you're suffering. And and then we can pray for one another. And when we do that and we lock hands and we pray in agreement, like last week when we prayed uh, for that doctor's report to be a good doctor's report. Amen. And God answered that prayer. Hallelujah. And we, when, when, we, when we allow ourselves to become, you know, transparent and, and honest with God, God can do amazing things in our lives. He can heal us, He can deliver us, and He can set us free. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you. That, that our relationships are getting better. I thank you, Father God, that this church is walking in love and unity. I thank you, Father God, where unity is, there's the commanded blessing. And Father, I thank you. I declare that Sea Life Church has strong, healthy marriages, have strong, healthy singles that's walking in love towards you and others. I thank you, Father God, that for those that are here in the audience, those watching online, and perhaps uh, you don't have a no-so experience with God. You don't know if you died today where you'd spend eternity. Well, the Bible says there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. So you may not have another chance. So I want to encourage you, if you're, if you're watching or listening to me, um, uh, you need to confess Jesus as your Lord. So I'm going to lead you in this prayer and move you forward into having a relationship with God. Say this to me in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Father, God, fill me with your love, with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org. 